model to share teach but have a greater burden to share on this some of us sometimes may be feeling dejected feeling confused about life because we have problems we have problems and so sometimes we come to a place where we feel well it would have been better not to live at all some of you have come very close to that uh, people who go committing suicide it's not because they like it it's not because it's fun it's because there are some things that have come into their life and they come to a place and they say well it is better not to live than to live so they will choose death instead of choosing life but i want to say to you no matter what you are passing through you are going to choose life today in the name of jesus christ remember we said this before i think it was a friday prayer meeting with made mention of it you know the scripture says it says a living dog is better than a dead lion a living dog is better than a dead lion you see lion is the king of the forest he can devour any beast he can devour any creature he can do anything but if he's dead he's dead all the powers are gone so you who have life you are better than a dead lion that means there is something special that you see have that can make you see tomorrow now let me quickly explain this to you your past is not necessarily anything to do with the future you determine your living from now you can set a standard you can set a target you can begin to have a focus and begin to go on your past doesn't have to hold on to you except you turning back now the scripture says he that said his heart on the plow and look back is not fit that means you are not qualified if you keep on turning to look at the failures of your yesterday are you hearing this that means there is something in the future there is something for you ahead and in the midst of that there can still be troubles how many of you understand somebody will say by the way what are you talking about now what i'm about to say is this we believe so we speak write it down we believe so we speak amen come on now are you there with me that's my subject we believe so we speak okay yeah now you're going to come to the place of believing now what do you believe that i believe it is something as faith we have faith we trust so we speak we speak what we will be able to speak some things and i'll make you see something because situation can come so much against you that the heart will all know literally going to fail you but because we believe we speak are you hearing this hallelujah now in hebrew chapter chapter chapter, chapter number 11 verse number 6 hebrews 11 verse 6 the bible says he that come to the lord must believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him now when you say must believe that he is is another of saying he that comes to the lord must believe that god exists so the first point of your coming into breakthrough from difficulties is to understand that god exists now how many of you believe god exists hallelujah now if i ask you why do you believe god exists so because i can have the bible no the bible doesn't make you believe god if you believe god because of the bible you're not a believer you know why because there were people that believed before the bible were written come on now 
This is what I'm talking about. There was a time when the Bible was not there, because, but there were still what? Believers. You know, God spoke to Jesus. He said, Blessed are they that believe and yet have not do what? They have not seen. So it is not even the miracles of God that make you a believer. If you think because of the miracle, you are not a true believer. The Bible doesn't make you a believer. Amen? We believe because we know God believes. I mean, exist. We, he said, He that comes to the Lord must believe that He exists. So, that's a conviction of the Holy Spirit. It has nothing to do with whether I have a Bible, whether I see a miracle, whether I watch a television program, whether it's a big picture, is just preaching to you. No, 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 no. You believe because there is a conviction in your spirit, God exists. I mean, you are what I'm talking about. Come on, are you there with me? Hallelujah. You, you believe. I don't know how to explain it, but you believe. You just believe God exists, and that's all. Not because you go to church, not because there's the Bible, not that you make you a believer. Because you see, if anything makes you a believer, and that thing is removed, of course, you will no longer be a believer. Am I correct, somebody? Okay. So if it's not for instance, it's because of the Bible, the word of God said it now. The word is taken from you, you are no longer reading the word. Will you still believe? Hallelujah. So we believe because we just believe. Because we know God exists. How many hear what I'm saying now? And because you know God exists, no matter what you are passing through, you just keep knowing God exists. And God is sovereign. There is a sovereignty of God working on your behalf. So much so that no matter what you see, I want to make you understand this fact, God is still there. Hallelujah. Can you get this up a little bit? Amen. No matter what you see, God is still there. He hasn't left you. He hasn't denied you. He will forsake you. Are you still there with me? He's just very much around you. He just won't forsake you. But that conviction must be there. That no matter what you're passing through, my father is alive. And he's right around me. And he will continue to minister to my needs. Amen. Praise the living God. I told us here a few Fridays ago, like a, a brother would say, a preacher man, you see, Sometimes, when you don't come to this absolute belief, you behave like the wife of Job. Now, you see, there is something strange about the wife of Job that people don't know about. Look at this strange thing about the wife of Job. You see? Now, it is not because Job said, cause God and die. Listen closely. Job's wife had no belief in God. But you believe somebody. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Now listen to me. There's a way you act, you know, you position your spirit and your mind, you be trading camp with the enemy. Let me explain what I'm trying to say. When the devil came, he killed the animals, he killed the daughters, he killed the sons, but he didn't touch your wife. Was the wife a saint? So why did the devil not touch your wife? Because both of them belong to the same camp. He has already agreed with the devil. He confesses what the devil confesses. I don't need to follow what I'm talking about. He has convictions. So the devil says, well, this is my own person. There is nobody touching him. I don't need to follow what I'm saying now. I don't need to touch this one. It belongs to me. After it's already becoming a messenger to tell the wife, the whole time to do what? To die. So he killed even animals who are more precious in the eyes of the devil than the wife of Job. So the animals died, the sons died, the daughters died, Job was taught, but the wife was free. Because she belonged to the devil. I don't know if you are following what I'm talking about. And that's the state of your heart. 
So your heart can make you trade camp with the devil or trade camp with God. Now the Bible is telling us when we come to God, we must believe that he does what? He exists. And so Job had this conviction. Someone said that when the trouble was there, the, all the animals were gone, or the daughters were gone, or the sons were gone. What did he do? He said, I know that in this my body shall I do what? See God. So even if I lost everything, he still believed. I don't think Job read in the Bible. <laughs> I don't know if you are getting this. So this belief thing I'm talking about is a state of the mind. It's a state of the heart. Are you there with me? It's a state of the heart. It's not a question of some formulas you must come into the people to come to it. God needs to give you this spirit of faith, this spirit of belief. God just needs to impress it in your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's God that can give it to you, my brother. I don't think it is a matter of... Otherwise, men have preached, men have read the Bible, done healing, and yet the past leader, I never believe God again. Am I right? So, the Bible doesn't make you a believer. Miracles doesn't make you a believer. That you are a minister doesn't make you a believer. Oh, are you still there with me? We come into a place of absolute conviction, knowing that God exists no matter what. Glory to God. No matter how rough the thing is, God does exist. You just need to believe that. And that is something God will help you do. And that is why, you see, Jesus had to speak to Peter. He said, I have prayed for you. That when you have recovered also, you will strengthen what? Your brethren. I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. That means Peter was going to come to a place where he will lose faith even in Christ. Are you sitting there with me? But I prayed for you. Now, what sustained Peter was the prayer of Jesus. Otherwise, Jesus, I mean, Peter and Judas will have gone the same way. But for the prayer of Jesus, Peter was able to repent. He has already denied him three times. He will have gone finally. But for the prayer of Jesus, he came back. Are you sitting there with me? God needs to be praying for some of us. Are you hearing this? Otherwise we will lose faith because of the things we are seeing. When terrible times come, say, I don't feel like serving God anymore. But that will no longer be a portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Or you say, well, this trouble over me, this sickness over me, this pain, God is going to heal you and deliver you and set you free. In the name of Jesus Christ. What am I talking about? We believe, so what? We speak. Now let me read a scripture. Turn with me to the book of Sam. Psalm 116, Psalm 116, 10 to 11. Okay, let's take verse 9. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living, not in the land of the dead. I believe, therefore I spoke. <laughs> I'm greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. Hallelujah. I believe that I spoke in 1 16. 9 Hallelujah. Did you get it? You see verse 9? I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe that I do what? I spoke. He said, I'm greatly afflicted. 
I said in my haste, all men are liars. But what he's trying to say is the devil was saying, because of the pressure of passing through, I concluded in error that all men are liars. And so, that is one of the things that afflictions will do for you. It will make you think and say things that are not right. Glory to God. Are you still there? It will make you come to a place where, because then your heart is already failing you. All men are liars. Even the preacher is a liar. Even the pastor is a liar. You go on and on and on. What I've been told is not true. I don't believe anymore because there's an affliction. Are you still there with me? This guy is saying, well, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. What he's trying to say is this. No matter what happens, I know I am not going to die in this affliction. Did you get it? I will walk in the land of the living and I will walk with the Lord. I believe that I'm speaking that. So when you read it, they're already connected to what you believe. And so, for instance, like when God wife said, God God and die, he already believed in the devil. Come on now. Are you still following this? You have already come to the conclusion, nothing good can come out of this situation. Mm? So it, what you say is what you believe. Are you still there with me? What is your confession like? It is already connected to the state of your heart. Let me read the scripture again. The book of Psalm. Psalm 27. Hallelujah. 27. And let's look at verse 13 to 14. I will have lost heart unless I did what? Come on, read your Bible with me. Are you done with me? Let's read it together. I will have lost heart unless I have believed. That I will see the goodness of the Lord. Where? In the land of living. Come on now. <laughs> Did you get it? I will have lost heart unless I believe. Hallelujah. That I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And look at what he says. There. I will walk with the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore, I spoke. And some 27 said, I will have lost heart. Unless I believe, that is to say, if I had not believed, I will have lost my faith. If I had not believed, I will have stopped trusting God. If I had not believed, are you, are you following what I'm talking about? So the question is, do you believe? I will have lost my heart. Now, when you lost your heart, you lost your composure. When you lost your heart, you lost your true affection for God. When you lost your heart, you've come to a place where you say, it is finished with me. But I want to assure you this morning, it is not yet done with you. God has not yet finished with you. God is still very much watching and his eyes are still running through our floor. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? He's not yet finished with you. I will have lost my heart if I have not believed. That's the issue. Now, the Bible says, those who come to the Lord must believe that He does exist. 
And he said, rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, the first thing I keep to say is you must believe that he exists. And if you don't believe, what will be the next thing? You lost your heart. And I tell you something, once you lost your heart, the devil takes grip of you, takes grip of you, he's going to finish you. That is to say, the best place for you and the only instrument you need to be able to keep the devil apart from you is the state of your heart. Amen? Come on. I say amen. amen. Hallelujah. See, see, Job said the same. He said, even if one eat of this flesh, yet in this body shall I see God. Say, with my eyes shall I see the Lord. With my eyes, not somebody says eyes. With my eyes, I will behold the Lord. Don't want eat of this flesh. With my eyes shall I behold the Lord. That's the state of a believer. Hmm? That's the condition of a believer. And so David said, if I hadn't believed, I would have lost my heart. If I had been born by now, I would have thought Asala would kill me. I would have thought Saul would kill me. All the people that came to fight the world, I would have been gone if I had not believed. But one thing was keeping David going. He kept believing God, who crowned him king, who also be able to do what? Protect him. But look at how he started. So rough, so bad, so terrible, so ugly. No good story about his beginning. But this guy believed. Hallelujah. He just keep believing. And I want you to keep believing. Are you hearing this? Help me tell your neighbor, keep believing. And so we speak what we believe. Hallelujah. We believe. So we speak. Speak what? We speak that because there's goodness in the land of the living, we are not going to die. That's what we speak. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? He said, I believe, therefore I spoke. That there is goodness in the land of the living for me. So I walk with the Lord in the land of the living. So I can make the declaration that no matter what happens, there is goodness for me. So because we believe, we do what? We spoke. Hallelujah. So what is your confession? That you are done today? What is your confession? That you remain poor? What is your confession? No, what do you believe? If you believe in the God who is sovereign, if you believe in the God who is all powerful, then know it that in the land of the living, there is goodness for you. Somebody help me say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Talk with me to the book of Second Corinthians. Now let me show you a similar scripture. So let you know that you are not walking just this way alone. People have been here. People have been there. People have gone through some of the things you are going through. And yet they are still alive because of this single fact that they believe. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, Second Corinthians 4. Let's look at verse 13. Are we there? <laughs> and since we have the same spirit of faith, come on, is anybody there with me? According to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke, we also believe, and therefore we do what we speak. Come on now. That's impossible. Since we have the same spirit of faith, since we have the same thing that kept David going. And he said, I believe therefore I spoke. We also do believe therefore we speak. So what do, what do you think he's speaking about? What do you think he's talking about? Paul is saying, no matter what happens, I'm going to leave. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? Now, reader, let me show you something. Go to verse 14. 
neither he will raise up the Lord Jesus. We also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that Christ, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Tell your neighbor, don't lose heart. Tell him again, don't lose heart. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our adult man is perishing yet, the inward man is being renewed day by day. For a light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more excelling and eternal weight of glory. Verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are seen are not what? The things we are not seen are what? They are eternal. Amen? Are you getting this? He said, we've got a lot of affliction. Remember, he is saying, if others speak, we also must speak. Amen? Because we do what? We believe. Now, there are a little bit. Let me show you why he said what he said. Oh, come on now. Verse 6. The same chapter. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness while shining our heart to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We are hard pressed on every side. Is that a simple issue? Come on. Are you done with me? Now, this, remember, this is an apostle. This is a preacher. This is a man that has anointing. As you call it, this is a man that is commissioned by God. This is a, a messenger of the Lord. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. He said, we are hard pressed on what? On every side. Yet not crushed. Now, there is something that receives destructions in your life. I don't know if you are following what I'm talking about. It's not you, my friend. Listen, you should have died long ago if it is just you alone. The Bible says we are pressed on all sides, but not crushed. <laughs> Amen. Are you still there with me? It's like you stand at the center of the road, and here are two vehicles from the left and from the right, and they hit you, you are at the center, you are not crushed. The vehicle went out and see you walking again. We are pressed on our side, but not crossed. It's not you. It's God. Now, I just want to let you know that even if you are hard pressed right now, it's not you. And it's not enough for you not to believe God. Don't you ever doubt God one moment. You become a friend to just wife. Hallelujah. Look at the next thing. We are perplexed, but not despaired. You know what it means to be perplexed? When you are confused in life. But you see, even in the midst of that confusion, this man said, we are not despaired. In other words, we will lose hope. We are still holding on to life. We are still holding on. We are not discouraged. We have not come to the and said, well, 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 I can continue. No. But things don't seem to be working. We are perplexed on every side. Things are just simply rough. Financially rough. My marriage is rough. My children, everything is just rough. But this man said, even in the midst of that, we are not despair. We still holding on. Hallelujah. We are not discouraged. We will lose heart. Look at the next thing. Verse 9. Persecuted and not forsaken. Swat down but not destroyed. Always calling about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we 
who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then God is working in us, but life in you. Oh my. <laughs> Amen. Get a scripture. Death is working in us, but life in you. That means some of the things you are passing through will become the thing that will cause other people to stand strong with the faith and begin to believe God more. And they begin to look at you and say, well, if God can permit this man to pass through, God will also permit me to do what? To pass through. Death in me, life in you. That's the mystery about the things you are passing through. You are preaching, but you don't know. Because somebody is watching you. Now what is it? In the midst of the confusion you pass through, you still believe in God. Are you still there with me? In the midst of all the confusion around you, your faith has not withered. People still see you move to the place of fellowship. People see you talk about Jesus. They ask you the question, what is wrong with you? Are you sure your God is still alive? Say, yes, my God is alive. And tomorrow some people will turn around and say, well, if this lady can continue... I think I will also continue to. If blessing can see, believe, are you hearing what I'm talking about? You are already preaching because of the things you are passing through. And that is because you have not lost faith. And so David went through all of these things. And he got to the said, we believe, therefore we spoke. Hallelujah. And so when we get down again to verse 13, and they said, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore we do what? We spoke. Now go to verse, verse number 15. That is very important. For all these things. Now when you're talking about raising Jesus. Verse 14 anyway. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise, up, raise us up with Jesus. And will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes. That word. Grace. Having spread through the meaning. Because thanksgiving to appoint to who? To the Lord. Grace comes. Based on what you are passing through. By implication, there is a major upgrade that is released in the midst of the oppression you are passing through. And this grace flows down to other people. And you know what happens? People come and say, we thank God for her life. Are you getting this now? He said, because many, many times we go unto God. Why? Because people look at you and say, ah, ma, ma, ma. If this woman can pass through this thing and still, we give thanks. So your life becomes an object of thanks unto who? Unto God. As long as you don't lose heart. And so verse says, because of this, we did not lose heart. Eh? And so David was saying in Psalm 27, I would have lost my heart if I hadn't believed. And Apostle Paul said, with all the pressure around us, yes, we do know that God who raised Jesus will raise us. What is he saying? In the midst of the oppression, the life that made Jesus come out of the grave is going to be working in your life. And that's a miracle. That's the time it begins to happen, men will begin to give thanks to God because of you. And wondering, how come this woman survived this kind of oppression? Remember, he said, they were hard prayers and words on both sides, but they were not crushed. Hallelujah. See, let me tell you something. If you think Christianity does not allow you to pass through certain things, you are deceiving yourself. Glory to God. You are deceiving yourself. There is no good saint in the scripture that did not pass through one trial or the other. No saints in the Bible. No saints in the Bible that didn't pass through one trial or the other. No saints, my friend. Except Solomon, maybe. Hallelujah. Come on, I say hallelujah. But you know, that guy is not a man of faith. I'm sure you know that. Because in the book of the heroes of faith, his name is not there. It's not a man of faith. It's a man of pleasure. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? But listen to me. Your name has to be on record because you're a man of faith. We're talking of faith that stand pressures and disturbances and pressures, and yet these guys are not despair. They still stand and say, God is God no matter what's going on. Even if this body is dying, my inner man is blowing every day. There is power inside me. I keep on trusting. Even if my body is going away, my inner man is standing. And he said, because the affliction of this present time cannot be compared to what? To the glory that shall be revealed. Now you can imagine that in the case of Job, when he went through all of the pleasure, the Bible says he had double at the end of the day. Now the moment affliction redounded to grave things and thanksgiving unto God at the end of his life. And so shall it be written in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't see you dying because of pressure. I don't see you crouching because of pressure. I don't see you failing because of pressure. There is something inside you that makes it impossible for you to die. That's what I came to declare to you. Say, hard pride but not crushed. You can't be crushed. My, 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 you can't be crushed. Are you hearing this? Listen, when they were to kill Apostle Paul, if you go back to the original Hebrew, the way they stoned people to death, it was a law. When they are stoning you to death, all the stones will be coming and coming and coming and coming. And when they finally discover that, well, you're no longer moving, they'll take a bigger boulder clay or stone and crush your skull finally. Until they do that, they will leave you. And you see, the Bible said they did that to St. Paul and they left him to death. That is to say, they concluded what? He has died. And the brethren came and they just went around him and they just began to talk to the Lord. And the power that raised Jesus again from the grave raised Apostle Paul from the dead. He came from the dead. He wasn't just told, he was actually crushed. Amen? But it says that life that raised Jesus, that same spirit, the same spirit will raise you up and cause you to sit with him. So don't be afraid of the oppression. Don't be afraid of the hard press situation. There is life in you that you do not know about. So no matter what happens, because we believe, we speak. And what are we talking about? There is life inside me. There is hope in my life. There is future in my family. There is hope in my ministry. We speak because we do what? We believe. As a key thing. So listen to me. It has to be your personal conviction. I can do it for you. Uh-huh. As the scripture says, because I believe, therefore I spoke, even so we also believe and we speak. What he's saying is this. If that man has faith to believe, we also do have the same spirit of faith to believe that no matter what, God is still dear for me. Hallelujah. Listen to me. My days are brighter than today. Can anybody hear me loudly? Your days are better than now. Because we believe, therefore we speak. We better speak what we believe, not what the devil is trying to tell us. Glory to God. So how far have you gone in being in despair? How far have you gone in being discouraged? How far have you gone in you know, you say, oh well, I don't know, I don't know. You well, you don't need to know, but God knows, amen? You just want you to believe him, you just want to say, you can't know. The Bible said the things of God, they are past what? Finding out. Say the deep things of yay, say they are past finding out. That is, you can't understand what he's doing. It is not you to know, it is you to believe. Hallelujah. 
Because some things you know sometimes cannot become true experience. They are not what God intends you to know. You may want to know and God doesn't want you to know. He just wants you to believe. Amen. He's not interested in your knowing. He said, the secret thing is he revealed unto us and we are satisfied with that. You're coming 29, 29. The things that you reveal, fine. If you refuse to reveal them, okay. But we still need to believe. Let me, let me tell you something. Do you know God does not answer all questions? And there are some times because of your election. Oh, come on, yeah. I was studying something yesterday in Ephesians 1, verse number 4. The Bible tells us we'll be elected from the fun, before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation. I'm going to speak on that so that you can understand. When it said before, pro, that is before the foundation. It's not talking about when the world came into existence. It's talking about when the world went into corruption. We have been elected. And that's a mystery. That is to say, we have an overcoming group already. God has planted even before they were born. And that is the kind of thing that will make you, if you are in short groups, no matter how you try to cry to God because of a certain problem, He doesn't answer you. Can I give you an example? Somebody like Job. You see, Job was speaking to God and, you know, complaining. The friends came and instead of God answering his prayers or his answers to the question, he turned around and asked him a question. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the world? When he saw some God got together and he sang, where were you? Is that an answer to a prayer? Come on. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? You see, when God answered your prayer, it's already connected to who he says you are. It, to him, Job ought to know better. To him, Job cannot be thinking like the wife. He cannot be complaining of those things. To him, Job was with him when everything was planned. Why are you acting ignorantly? There are some prayers you pray to God, you're an ignorant man. Come on here. Somebody help me. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, the complaints you, you, you carry sometimes to God, if I carry them to God, He won't answer me. Because he said, you ought, you ought to know better. Say, so Job, you are, you are complaining. Where were you? Were you not in the midst of the people when these things were planned? Were you not there? Why are you acting so foolishly? Is it because you are not in the flesh? You still can remember. Where were you when the sons of God gathered together? When I laid the foundation of the earth? Were you not in the midst of the people? Did you know the pre-planned? Did you know the ordination? Did you know the election that went forth before you? Oh, man. That's why the Bible says, all things work together for good. To them that do what? That love God. Who have been called according to his calling. Who have been called? It is not because... And now, listen, listen. This choice is not yours. It is God's own choice. Who have been called? He said he chose us before the foundation of the world. I want you to understand the place of the sovereignty of God in your life. And that is why no power can destroy you. No wish can destroy you. No sickness can destroy you. There is a choice before the foundation of the world. There is a place in God where you are hiding. Your life is hiding somewhere. And it's in Christ in God. And so no matter how blessed you are, I tell you, you cannot be crushed. And the Bible says, because we believe, therefore we speak. 
So I'm speaking to you this morning that there is life in your life. I'm talking to you this morning that you can't be destroyed. I'm talking to you this morning that no matter what you are seeing, these are temporary things. The Bible says what you see is temporal. What you don't see is well, is eternal. There is no eternal problem in your life. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Every problem in your life is all temporal. Oh, come on now. As long as you can see, just know it is temporal. Oh yes, the only thing you can't consider temporary is what you don't see. Are you seeing sickness? It's temporary. Are you seeing property? It's temporary. Are you seeing failure? It's temporary. Whatever you see is temporary. Come on, that's God's work for you. Hallelujah. That's God's work. That's God's work. So you don't have to be living by the temporary. You live by that which is eternal. What you have not seen. Oh, come on now. Are you learning this? What you have not seen is what is eternal. And it's not just eternal. It's eternal weight of glory. So we are moving into glory. Are you hearing this? We are moving into something bigger and higher. To be glorious. The Greek word is doxa. It means something that is weighty. Come on. We are moving into something that is weightier than what you are presently experiencing. Everything you see is what? Temporal. That is to say, even your prosperity now is still temporal because something greater is coming. Hallelujah. I mean, that's the word. Because whatever you see is what? Temporal. Oh, come on. You're driving a car now that's temporary because something greater is coming. Oh, come on. I like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you learning this? Anything you can see is what? Temporary. Just understand it. And so we believe just that we do what we speak. Oh, beautiful. I just like that. <laughs> he said, if I had not believed, I would have lost my heart. But I thank God your heart is still there. So what are we doing now? We are doing heart surgery. Come on, the devil wanted to lose your heart, but we are doing what? Heart surgery. That your heart must remain intact and be pumping. Remember, when your heart is there, your blood will flow. And what is blood? The blood is life. Are you hearing this? Leviticus 11, 17, the Bible tells us the life of the flesh is in the blood. So if you lose your heart, you lose your life. But now your heart is right there intact and it's going to pump life again in your body. So no matter who tries to touch you, you're still going to survive because there's life in you in the name of Jesus. We don't have to be discouraged. No way we can be discouraged. No matter what we see, is temporary. Everything that I have not been able to do is temporary. All the difficulties before me is temporary. Because there is an eternal weight of glory. This light affliction is temporary. My friend, your disappointment now is temporary. Glory to God. Amen. Somebody asked me a few days ago, said, Pastor, have you moved? I said, we have no move, but we're going to move very soon. <laughs> because everything I see is what? Sure. I, I get what I'm talking about. We're going to move very soon. We just speak because we do what? We believe. You know, some few months ago, the Lord spoke in the book of Haggai and said, Zerubbabel and all those people were called and then the temple of the Lord was built. I was just meditating. Then, before then, they have not spoken about this issue. I just concluded at the end of the day when I meditated. I came here and I was meditating, and the Lord said, I'm speaking about the structure. So I know we're going to move. When I don't know, but because I see the difficulty, then it is temporary. Amen? Come on, are you hearing what I'm talking about? And so, because we believe, I just want you to believe. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. So you have to let your mind change, you have to let your thinking change, and stop believing failures. Stop it. See, listen, listen, listen. 
People, even sometimes they say, you know, people have said, you go change your name because your name is affecting you this and that. I don't know if you are following what I'm talking about. Eh? Look, don't listen to stories like that. Your name is very precious. Even if your name is Frog, fine. Oh, I mean it. I mean it. You know, people say you don't call people Mary. Because Mary means, is it bitter or something? He married me bitterness, and he said bitterness gave back to Jesus. What kind of thinking is that? What kind of thinking is that? Who who gave back to, to Jesus? Guys, you know Mary. What kind of thinking is that? Wrong theology, man. Are you hearing this? Wrong theology. You see, what you carry in your mind can disturb the flow of God in your life. So go and change your name. Your name is no good. It's the name that parents gave you. That's what's affecting you. It's lie. Tell people lie. Amen? Because bitterness gave birth to Jesus. Hmm? You get that? The sweetness. The sweetness. I heard from bitterness, you, are from, you got it? From bitterness, you get sweetness. <laughs> so what is the problem? Everything is all temper. You don't need to be bothered about what people say. Just change your mentality. I was speaking to somebody uh, recently. It's funny the way we behave. I'll tell you, the way you think and the way the people think about you can affect your life. A young man, I can forget him, in Britain, he wanted to go to school. So he went to one of these schools to register, and his father's name is Hell. You remember? And they said they will not admit him to the school. They took him to another school. They said, no, they just put the name Hell. They said, oh, no, we can't admit you here. Your name is hell. <laughs> you understand that? You know, this mentality, this is what people think. Hell to them doesn't mean anything. It's just a name. They will buy the name and not thinking of what to call hell fire. It's just a name. To them it's an identity. And the father said, I can change my name. My name is hell. <laughs> Glory. And so one of my Catholic school finally said, okay, we admit him. One of them said, look, we admit the boy and change the father's name to the maiden name of the mother. The father says, no, my name is her. And this boy's name is her. <laughs> you, know? you know, why all this confusion? Because you see, like the British people, from the Anglo-Saxon English, where that word hell came from, it simply means to hell in potatoes. When I talk of hell in potatoes, it simply means we want to preserve potatoes to the next season. You dig ground, put the potatoes there, put something on top, and put sand on top. Until the next season, you open it up and make use of the potato. So they call it hellin potatoes. And that is why you call hellfire. To them, it's just a preservation. <laughs> so when they say, my name is hell, we are preserved. But you're talking about hellfire. Come on now. It's a thinking, man. <laughs> and so somebody said, go change your name. No! It depends on what you believe about your name. And because you believe, we speak. So even if your name is hell, you are fine. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh God, the guy is taking a preservation and somebody thinking about her fire. So, you see, you, nobody can tell you who you are. You've got to know who you are. And that is why you can speak. Are you listening to me? That is why you can speak because you know who is on your inside. You know what God calls you. You know what He told you. You know why you bear the name you bear. Boniface, what's your name like that? Boniface, what's the meaning? <laughs> Glory to God. 
So you are fine. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't you ever worry about what you see because you are all your temper. Shall we pray?